This is Aikido Discussed, your regular weekly Aikido podcast. We talk about everything that is the martial art of Aikido. I am Christopher Hine, head instructor at Aikido Fresno. With me today is Joshua Tihi, assistant instructor at Aikido Fresno. And Maya Salon McDaniel, second Q and student at Aikido Fresno. All right. So today we're going to talk about respect. Respect. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Yep. Find out what it means to us in the world of Aikido. So this actually came from a Brooke Fomagano. Fomagano. I'm messing up your name again. Yeah. I'm well, sorry. We had this Brooke. whole thing. Anyway. Um, I would say it right, but I don't have it in front of me. And, yeah, I don't want to mess it up also. So thank you, Brooke. So she sent in the question. He. Or he, he. sent in the question, sorry, um, about uh, about respect and, and sort of, um, you know, what it is and, and what is appropriate and, and not appropriate in terms of respect in the dojo. And I think this is a good one uh, because I think it probably sort of uh, varies wildly from dojo to dojo depending on uh, where you're studying and, yeah. you know, who your instructors are. I know for us it's um, it's odd because I, I don't want to say, like, uh, there's no respect or, or I want to say, like, it's not as important of a thing. Because it is, but there's a certain type of respect uh, used in the martial arts uh, that is sort of like this devout. It's a narrower definition. I think uh, we have a wider definition that you're giving respect than you know to your instructors, yeah, uh, or or whatever. So, I mean, maybe we can talk about that and how it sort of can come up. I mean, I had. Just thinking about this for myself, I had a really easy answer to this, you know, which is like, look, respect yourself and respect the thing that you are doing because it's you're putting time into it. So you should. And if you do that, everything else will be okay. Like everything else will play out fine. You won't have an issue with it if you just, you know, Mm. respect that you're doing this thing for a reason that is important to you. And, you know, leave it at that. But what Chris, what is the traditional definition like that that's i'm sure that's a loaded ass question (laughs) um but like what uh, what's the sort of narrower definition well because yeah she she yeah he you know he i keep saying that i apologize bro (laughs) um so it's real tricky and and part of it i can't answer so so while I've been around Japanese martial arts for a long time and studied martial art, Japanese martial arts and studied with Japanese instructors and all that, I don't, I don't fully understand Japanese culture because I'm not from it, right. you know? So, like, I don't, uh, I don't understand. That's, that's why, like, you know, in our dojo, you'll see a different, um, a slightly different way of treating the instructor, me, and the dojo and stuff because everything's got to be filtered through Western culture for me because that's who I am, you know? So, right. Um, and that's nearly all of the people that come to the dojo yeah, are filtered yeah, through yeah. Western culture. So, and as well. I mean, you know, a good example of this is uh, for a while I was studying kendo and uh, at a, a fairly traditional instructor. Um, and uh, a lot of things were just jarring to me. You know, like I had already, I was a black belt Nike, had already been around a lot of Japanese martial arts, and just lots of things that he would do was like, oh, oh, that's, I'm sorry, I didn't know that was offensive, or, uh, you know, I didn't know that was appropriate, or I didn't know, you know. So, and and part of what, there's a book, I wish I wish I'd looked up the, the title and the, the name of the author before I looked this up. You can find this book on Um It'll be listed in the important books to read. But, um, there's a, a Westerner who went through and, and like kind of wrote a, a bunch of different ways that different schools practice respect, uh, showing respect, like ceremonial respect and things like this. Um, and it's interesting to, to go through because um, it just like here, everything's a little different, you know? So like what you do in your house is going to be different than someone else does in their house, right. even though we're all Americans. And even though, you know, like, so, so, you know, literally the family next door might treat their parents and have expectations to treat their parents differently than you treat your parents or, yeah. you know, so it's important to understand that it is a very personal kind of thing as far as like, uh, I don't think you could make a really clear this is what Japanese respect right, is, right. and you know, um, so so in Aikido dojos, really consistently, um, the the methods you're going to 
show respect through are um, bowing when you come in the door, bowing when you get on the mat, bowing before you begin class, bowing when you end class, bowing when you get off the mat, bowing when you leave dojo. That That's always going to be uh, what you do. Um, in tests, you're also going to do another set of bows. Um, you're going to always bow to your partner before and after you train. You're going to uh, thank uh, your senior most and then down from there, uh, training partners um, when you go. And so like these are all signs of respect. And, and basically what you're supposed to do is understand that without all of those things, you couldn't be getting what you're seeking. So you're you're on a path to understanding something, namely yourself, and then after that, whatever other stuff's attached to that. But like... Um, you couldn't do that without these people, without this place, without this tradition. Um, it's just not possible. Uh, and so that's what it's about. And I think it's it's about keeping yourself humble in your mind and understanding that you're not an island unto yourself. You know, you need others to grow and develop. And and if you're not giving respect, then you're, you're lying to yourself. You're deluding yourself. And so you're not on the path of becoming a better person because you, you can't even understand what the path is. Right. And so that that sort of gets, I think, gets back to my point of, you know, respect yourself and the thing that you're doing, and 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 the rest will will play out. So, for instance, if you go to a place and you see that they're bowing every time that they get on the mat, or they bowing when they come through the door, or they have these things, pay attention to that and, and do the things that that they do, and, right. you, and you should be fine. You know, most of it's kind of self-explanatory if you can pay attention enough. Um, you'll see here are the things that they do to sort of to show respect and there might be other little things that show up that you don't know about but people will correct you on them you know I, I would think um, you know we usually tell like the kids are a good example you know they just run around they don't know that uh, they do know because we tell them all the time bow when you get off the mat but they forget so then we tell them hey did you bow and then they do it or, or whatever um, so I think that's a simple way to go about it is just pay attention and kind of do what the other um, people do. But that being said, you know, I've heard about we what I feel like are weird things. You know, for instance, I'm going to come and pay a mat fee, but I can't pay it to the instructor. I got to find the dude who is appropriate to pay, you know, and that kind of stuff. Um, this, uh, this actually came up. So Josh saying this for a reason, a, a visiting student came in and said, um, uh, like, Oh, who's the, who's the senior most student? And, and Josh and one of the other guys were talking like, and Josh like, I guess me. And, and, uh, the guy was like, Oh, okay. So, uh, what is the mat fee? And do I give it to you? And is it a check or like, what can I give you? Is it cash or does it have to go in an envelope and go on the camisa or what, where does it go? And Josh's like, well, you could just hand Chris the money and ask him how much it costs and he'll give it to you. And, and understand that, you know, like the reason that's in play, it's a, it's a really, I understand this reason, yeah, yeah. although our culture doesn't really get this reason. So I don't have that, but like, you know, the instructor shouldn't be burdened with Dated, right. things like money and right. stuff like that. Day-to-day business, yeah. He, Ideally, yeah. you want to leave the instructor free to explore and develop and, and transmit the art. That's ideally what you want to be doing. And so, like, you know, if they're having to handle all kinds of daily crap, then it makes it harder for them to yeah. do with that. Yeah. Our culture is not like that, and I'm not like that. Like, you know, I, I run the business. I'm a, a small business owner. That's what I'm doing. And so I set the prices. I set all the stuff. I negotiate things. I mean, this is just what I do. I mean, and that's our culture. Um, and I don't expect anyone to do that for me. I'm sure if I, I made that a big deal, someone right, would step right. up and take it on. Right. But like, or if you asked, or if you made it clear that like that was something that needed to be done, right. like you know, right. if hey, that was a communication yeah, between you, you right, and yeah, you're you, guys. you are an instructor. You are an instructor now with us. I need you to take on these responsibilities, and they would be like, sure. And then right. if that guy comes in, I say, oh, okay, you can just give it to me, and I'll make sure it gets taken care of. You right, know? right, right, right. Um, and and then on the opposite side of that, you know, and, and Josh is great about this. Is like you know, a lot of times when there's things going on, like. Um, the kid's parents want to pay a fee or something and I'm in the middle of class, Joshua, I'll just handle it and he'll take it and, and take care of it. But it, it's not such a formal thing because um, we're more relaxed. Right, uh, right. We're Westerners and, and we tend to be more relaxed. That doesn't mean your mindset should be more relaxed. You should be paying attention for when things need to be taken care of. Just understand, understand that in the context of the culture you're in as opposed to the culture you kind of want to be in. You know, right, I, right. I'd read this story years ago about... Um, 
a bunch of Aikido students going off to uh, have lunch after a seminar and or in the middle of a seminar and um, there was a Japanese instructor and everyone was really excited and they went to eat Japanese food and one of the students had brought his own chopsticks and I'm sure to this guy that seemed like um, oh, you know, this is really cool. I'm so I'm so into Japanese culture that I even carry my own chopsticks <laughs> with me. So wherever I go, I can eat with my chopsticks. But essentially, what you're saying is um, the chopsticks here right. are too filthy it, to it eat dirty, with. Dirty, yeah. And so I'm going to bring my own because you guys are kind of gross. And so it's it's kind of insulting to do that as opposed yeah. to um, you know what you maybe have cooked up in your culture is oh what their culture likes right. and and you know when you're talking about cultural differences in the, in the form of respect, I think exactly what Josh said is what you have to do, which is. Un, try and understand the culture and don't be scared to ask questions. I mean, maybe you got to be clever about how you ask your questions. You know, maybe you shouldn't, in the middle of a seminar, go up to the instructor and go, how should I bow to you? Should I bow 45 degrees or should I bow at 37 degrees? And should I um, should I um, not look you in the face or should I look you in the face? And, you know, like use a little common sense about how, how to play this out. But basically, don't be scared to ask questions and and try not to make too many assumptions because you watched a lot of samurai movies, you know. I'm an expert in Kurosawa culture um that doesn't mean you're an expert expert in japanese culture as a whole you know i mean i feel like it's um similar like if you were at a seminar and another instructor called you up to take to take ukemi for them you wouldn't stop that person in the middle of their instruction and go okay how do you want me to take this role you know like what you were just saying about that but like um you also wouldn't like be crazy with your attack. You also wouldn't be really weak. Like you just pick kind of a middle road and see what happens and sure. pay really good attention to what this person is doing and then go with it depending on what they're instructing, mm-hmm. you know, and try and take your own bullshit out of it as much as possible. Right. When you get to the practical side of all this to me, it's you're learning to pay attention to details and be appropriate right, for those right. details. And yeah. if, if you're if you're a super martial dude and that's all you care about, then that's a super important thing to you because you want to be able to go into a situation and cl- quickly know what's out of place, who's out of place, who's acting strange and why that is. Because if you can do that, that might save your life one day. So, you know, a lot of these things like people... I'm I'm personally going through a lot of annoyance with what people think is martial and <laughs> right, not martial. Right, right. And so, like, what's martial is being able to save your life when things are not right. Now, you might not know how to throw a punch or a kick or shoot a gun or any of those things. But if you can recognize when that's a potentially odd situation and why that might be, that will save your life. And it's much more martial skill, quite honestly, than learning to throw the best three-punch combo, you know? Yeah. And I think that, that attention to detail, like you said can come in handy at many different times in life. I don't know. I remember. I'm just a very like particular person about my, my space and my things. And, um, when I was younger, I could tell if my sister had come into my room and opened up my closet and, you know, picked out something to wear. Um, and I would be like, Hey, uh, were you in my room? And she'd be like, I put everything back. How did you know? I had, I thought I closed the, the door. I thought you would have no idea. And it's like, well, I know I knew how I left it, so it wasn't how I left it. So I noticed someone was in there, and that might seem silly, but if I walked into my home and immediately knew something was not where I left it, maybe instead someone's of, been there or is there right, and so maybe I would step back out of my home and go, maybe I need to have a flashlight or call a friend so right. that I don't right. walk into this unknown situation. Right, and that's you know like when people are also curious about mystical powers. You know, I, I said I was talking about Kurosawa a second ago, the the famous Japanese director of awesome samurai movies. <laughs> um, but uh, there's there's a uh, scene in Seven Samurai where they're they're trying to find out what samurai are good or bad. You know, like what their skill level is, and and so one of the tests is he has uh, the student stand just behind the door, so when someone walks through the door, he can whack them in the head and we'll see how they respond you know and, and the idea is a really good samurai doesn't walk through the door they look through the door and they go oh something's wrong i'm you're not going to trick me you know mm-hmm. and and it's like when you see that i remember seeing that you know young you know like 18 or something and being like oh my god how did he know that <laughs> and now like having spent a lifetime paying attention to things i'm amazed at how many times i do understand that stuff and and maybe not exactly like oh there's someone standing behind the door but it's like oh there's a problem with this and i'm not going in there um and so Understanding respect and being mindful of respect. Respect is another way to practice mindfulness. And mindfulness to me is absolutely at the center of Aikido. Right. And I think that's the big thing uh, is what you were saying, that mindfulness. And, you know, something as simple as like uh, bowing when you come in the door, bowing when you get on the mat. Um, it does some, It does 
something other than just show respect. It it trains your it trains you to to put yourself in the proper mindset when you're stepping on the mat. Yes. So it's like it's the same thing, you know, I take off my shoes when I come home. Uh, and a lot of times I'll change my sweater like I'm Mr. Rogers or whatever. But um, <laughs> but part of it is like I am at home now. So I'm switching from like yeah. my outside work life to my home life. And, you know, like so I don't want to be just in my jeans or whatever yeah. uh, hanging out on, on my couch. Um, and it's the same thing. You know, I go to bed. I use my bed for sleeping, you know. Um, so it's the same thing when I come in and I'm bowing on the mat, like I am telling uh, everyone and also myself, like, hey, I'm here to train. And so for the next however long, that's the mindset I'm in until I'm done. And then I bow again and I can go back into my other life. Right, you know? right, right. I think it's uh, Jeff Thompson has a set of color codes. I, I could be wrong about that. I think that's his, though. Um, where it's basically like, you know, white is like, um, you know, no, not having to pay attention to anything but yourself, you know, reading a book or uh, studying something or playing with your kids or, you know, where it's just like, you know, your attention has to be nowhere else. And then color code yellow is like when you're paying attention to what's going on around you, you know, and so uh, like bowing on and off the mat is kind of a way to instantly make sure you're now in color code yellow, you know, you're right, paying right, attention right. to what's going on. So the second you walk through that dojo door and you're, you're paying respect to the dojo and, and understand why you're doing that. That's very important because if the dojo wasn't there, you couldn't be learning from it. But beyond that, you're you're teaching yourself that, okay, now I'm paying attention. Right. I'm paying extra attention right now. I think the, the thing with those um, little signifiers of respect, the bowing, the holding a weapon a certain way, et cetera, et cetera, um, if you go from dojo to dojo, you know, you have a whole spectrum of how many of those little things you're doing, depending right. on like what the expectation is from that particular <clears> dojo. <throat> it, it ranges all the way from, you know, nothing to, you know, bow at every single moment or right, whatever right, it is. Right. Um, very, very, very and, careful. And I think it really just goes like if you're running your own dojo, you're, you're picking a dojo, it's how much is reasonable for you to right. get done what you need to get done, which is an understanding what that for, what that is for, which is to, um, to pay attention to your surroundings and be aware of why maybe you hold a weapon a certain way and why that would be respectful or why that would be, you know, help you be ready to draw that weapon or whatever it is, like understand what those things are for. And then if it's too much, go, okay, those are those are extra and they're not they're really getting necessary. in the way of training. Right. And that's the thing right. is if they're getting in the way, then it's too much. Right. And I mean, you know, to me, like, I really feel like our dojo, I personally feel like it's streamlined down to the ones you have to have. Right. So like the kids, for example, are not allowed to get on and off the mat without bowing because the kids need to click in. They need to that, you know, so that's absolutely essential. That's not slowing down training to me. That is the training. Right. And so to me, it's like, as time's gone on, I've streamlined them down to, it's like, what are the most efficient ones and which ones are killing too much time? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's true. I mean, if you spend too much time with all of the like super ceremonial stuff, then it leaves very little time for, for the training. And, it, and it can get in the way of things yeah. too, where it then becomes like, you do you are doing more of those things than the, than the actual training you know you're mm-hmm. having to keep in mind uh, when i do this i got about you know to this person in this way and um instead of just being able to focus on going to a lot of seminars you know a lot of times i would be mega annoyed um because like there'd be someone training and there's some guest instructor that you want to learn from and and they're too busy like uh, you know, peacocking with their right, ceremonial right. understanding, right, right. you know, and and you know, bowing crazy reverently and and shouting lots of things in Japanese, you know, like like they're going over the top and they're killing everyone else's training because they're doing that. But depending on who you are in a seminar is a different thing. So it's a mixed bag, a bunch of different people for different reasons. But for you, maybe you feel like you need. To teach yourself right, more right, respect, right, right. and so sure. you need to go to a school where there is more of that. I know, I know. Over the years, definitely some people have been kind of turned off by our dojo because for an Aikido dojo, our dojo is very, very casual, nice, yeah. um, and and it's they want more of that. And it's like, well, to me and what I'm working on, those things are slowing us down, and so we don't have as many of right. those things, you know. Now, now that being said, for a sport martial arts school, our school would be insanely right, 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 organized right. and full of respect things at every drop. So, so you know, it's it's definitely a spectrum. I mean, the first time I walked into a sports school and there's the teachers uh, teaching something really cool and someone's laying against the wall upside down picking their nose 
and someone else is chatting on the side almost as loud as the teacher is. And it's just, I was like, what the fuck is going on? What is this? You know? Um, So it's all about like understanding that's, it's all about creating the right atmosphere to get done what it is you need, Right. right? Whether that be to increase my mindfulness or to um, get get through the material or whatever it is, right? Yeah. And I think that the secondary thing, which I don't know if we, we kind of mentioned this already, is um, with the the bowing and the having a certain order to things is like showing their your training partners that like, I appreciate you being here. Like, thank you for taking your time out of your day to come train with me, especially if you're a, like a lower ranking student. Um, your lower ranking student, like, Thank you so much. And, you know, when that's a bow, like, that's a mindful bow because, like, I appreciate you taking your time to show me how to do Ikkyo because I'm not great at it right now, right. you know, or whatever that is. And, like, a, and a good practical side for you to remember that. Like, I like to always put the practicality in, you know, like, but the practical side of that is, you know, uh, uh, sometimes, especially with senior students, it can become hard to get into the dojo because it's like, I've done this a zillion <laughs> times. And, <laughs> and taking time out of my day to explain this to you, brand new guy, who I've told this to a million other people. Is kind of annoying, but when they turn around and show you that respect, it makes you go, "Oh, I'm, I'm glad. I'm right, really, right. really glad I spent this time." And you know, for yourself, you should be glad to do that, anyways. But when someone says it, it, it makes it a little more like, "Oh, awesome. Thank you. I'm glad that was helpful to you." Yeah. And so, it, as it the junior student, worthwhile, you get more out of the senior right. students that way. So, yes. there's your practical Absolutely. reason. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if you stay on people's good side, they tend to treat you better. That's they right. tend That's to want to do nice, things for you. Like community building. For sure. Exercise where you do feel like, yeah, we're all in on this yes. together. You know, yes. it's not like just me here doing my own thing. It's like, um, you know, I'm helping this person. This person is helping this person. You know, and it's all the way down the line. I think the other thing too, along with I don't know, this is maybe going into my definition, personal de- definition of respect, is like when you make a mistake regarding a bow or like um, I don't know going in the wrong order so like you know in our dojo the higher student does the is the nage first um and then goes down from there if you're a group of three then you go with the higher person higher two people go first and then the next person um if someone makes a mistake in that for some reason like I feel like it wastes more time to be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry right, uh, right. you know like it's too much like it just you know like Oh, I'm sorry. That was my mistake. And And then then just keep going, you know, because I really feel like I have had or, you know, like we talked about this on the like other episodes about, you know, I don't know, women in Aikido. I feel like we did. But it's like if you accidentally, you know, touch me somewhere that maybe that was an accident. Oh, right. right, You know, it's like just just let it go. Like it's cool, you know, and to make it a bigger deal, a bigger thing is like wasting time and like wasting our training time. And to me, that's not a super respectful thing yeah you know <laughs> I, so this is the thing that kind of and i think it's partly because it's like um the way that we are in our school like yeah in that um i obviously want to feel respected and if i feel like someone isn't respecting me necessarily in a yeah. in a way that is hindering what i am trying to do then that will become an issue but otherwise it's not so like yeah i kind of get i don't want to say annoyed but just like when people, you know, make a mistake like that and then are, you know, oh, I'm so sorry. And, 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 like, you over apologize. Right. And it's like, look, it's cool. <laughs> Let's just move on. <laughs> you know, like, we're all, you, you know, and especially if it's something like, ah, the, if you're new, you maybe don't know. Um, right. I'm not going to be upset about it, you know. And so I think that's a lot of it too. It's like, you know, people come in and they have these expectations of what this thing is going to be. And so that's why they're asking all the questions about like, oh, do I have to bow at this certain blah, right. blah, blah. And it's like, no, you just have to to bow. Just, we'll, we'll say our thing. And, you know, usually we will make it clear at the beginning, like, all right, here's what we do. Every time we get on the mat, we bow. We'll sit in this line here. We'll do two bows, two claps, blah, blah, blah. So we'll kind of lay it out for you. Um, so you don't have to do that. So you don't have to waste a bunch of time like, okay, what am I supposed to, you know. Because well, I understand that could also be harrowing to come into a place brand new and be like, uh, do I need to bow to this guy? Do I, you know, how am I supposed to, you know, uh, you know, is it cool for me to go and bow and train with the highest ranking uh, guy if I'm the lowest ranking guy because I don't want to waste his time, right. you know, like all those things. So um, <clears throat> I think we try and do a pretty good job at our dojo of, 
putting it putting the responsibility on us because we've been here and because we know ed to educate that new person like okay. like you know if the new person makes a mistake hey man no pressure don't worry about it you're brand new and it's all a lot right now right it's our job to let you know okay come over here you're gonna bow to me now remember bow you know that's on us because they're new and so if anything um i think the burden at least in our, in our dojo, like is on the the older student to remind that new person, hey, this is how you do that. Show that person respect. Hey, I care about you, and I want you to be able to fit in into our environment that we've created here. That's why I think I think uh, as you progress in the art and you become senpai, you become the senior student. Um, you should understand that you're showing respect by informing junior students of what is right and what is wrong and you know you shouldn't be doing it in an asshole way um but you should be you know like oh hey i'm just letting you know just so you know you know clarification that this is the way we do this thing you know um and then also remembering and this is again super respectful as senpai is that you are a role model if yep. you forget to bow when you get off the mat, right, right. the other senpai might not tell you anything because you're all equals. And so it's like, you know, it's not my place to tell you, man, it's your training. But you should be showing the other junior students how to do that, right? right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And so I was actually going to ask about that. Like, um, I think especially we've had a couple of situations now um, where we have like young people, you know, maybe ages 14 to 20, whatever, coming into the class that are either new students or kids that were in the kids class and are now coming into the adults class. And so the expectations were a little lower, but now they're higher. um, And we're trying to kind of show them. um, I know it's kind of difficult sometimes because usually in the adult class, you don't spend nearly as much time talking about and like point making it a point to say this is what you do this is what you don't do because it's more like okay we're getting down to the nitty-gritty here let's focus on what we're learning today um and so i feel like that sometimes creates some interesting awkward moments where um you know somebody wears their shoes on the tatami um and uh, and i lose my shit (laughs) right and it's like but like also that person's never been told and they also maybe are a young person that isn't there is a note right on the next of the thing that says of course there is, but you know, <laughs> I see what you're saying though. I mean, <laughs> I'm saying that because that situation has no, happened. no, I, yeah, right, right, and and that goes back to that mindfulness thing, you know. Uh, yeah. in but those, like teenagers, in those you know, situ- are, are not mindful, right? Yeah. Right, and so that's kind of I think a difficult situation because. Um, you want, as a teacher, I feel like you want to take a step back and go, you need to be responsible for your training. I can't be on your ass all the time. You mm-hmm. need to be on your own ass about mm-hmm. what exactly you need to do right. and what you don't need to do. But at the same time, yeah, this is clearly, <laughs> yeah. you, something needs to be said right now. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, I think I think everyone would like it if there were these um, just universal rules that we always do this, we never do this, and that was that way across the board, and every dojo was the same way, um, but it's, it's not, you know. So the important part is paying attention to the situation and trying to decide what's appropriate for this situation, you know. Um, and that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to fit into a group, and that's a skill you'll use all over the place, you know, way, way off the mat all the time, you know. And it may be that the place that you go, your instructor wants you to bow a certain way, uh, and you need to learn that. That's right. And do it that way because that's the the way they do it. When in Rome. Right. um, If you go some, and that's 100%, you know, uh, to me, that's a a great respect. I've seen it before where, you know, you're traveling to another uh, dojo or, you know, doing seminar or something. And, uh, the instructor is asking you to do something that a, you maybe don't feel comfortable with, or it's just weird and whatever. And so you maybe don't do it the way that he's saying to do it. Um, or she, and, uh, and to me, that's, it's, it's a sign of, um, disrespect for you yourself and for the instructor, the instructor, like you wouldn't be there if you didn't think they had something to That's offer. Right. So yeah. go with it. And then yourself uh, for, uh, you know, not being open enough to do something that might feel outside of your comfort zone so that you could po- pro- possibly learn. Yeah. There's a, a concept that I uh, originally heard from Carlos Castaneda uh, called the concept of a t- petty tyrant. So a petty tyrant is I was basically, hoping you were going to talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> basically, petty tyrant is someone who you choose 
who you could have authority over, you know? So, like, it doesn't necessarily, in fact, it's better if they don't have any genuine power over you, meaning, like, you know, that's not a, a real buff, mean person or it's not a, your a father or it's yeah. not, a, you know, a policeman or, you know, something like that. But but someone who you choose who um, doesn't necessarily have to have any power over you, but you choose to allow them to have complete power over you. And and meaning, like, you know, if they say you do something, you jump and you do it. Sounds like wives and girlfriends to me. <laughs> Jesus. Wow, oh. you went there. <laughs> oh. I'm not, I'm not touching it. I'm Can go I back. redact gonna... that from or this podcast? Or no. <laughs> I'm going to go back to Carlos Castaneda here. Does it oh. not, though? Where is Damn the it, lie? Josh. Where is the lie? Wow, we just lost 15 listeners. Fifteen's <laughs> <laughs> a quarter of our regular listeners. I know. <laughs> It works both ways. It could be boyfriends and husbands. That's me slapping you. <laughs> um, Go but, on. <laughs> but no, but like, uh, you know, so what that does is it teaches you humility and it teaches you to pay attention to things and it teaches you a lot of uh, controlling yourself and there's a lot of really great skills that come in this. And w- when you're directly reading Carlos Castaneda, he's kind of talking about picking someone who's kind of an asshole because it really, you know, if you pick a jerk and you make them your petty tyrant, that's really testing you right, all the time. Right, right. But And so it doesn't have to go that way though. You know, a sensei in a dojo could definitely be a petty tyrant and, and th- they're probably not so petty because there's a reason you're going to them. You sure. respect them for the skills they develop, the way they handle themselves, whatever it is. So it's, it's, it's a true thing. But keeping that in mind that like by being subservient to them in a way, and I'm not saying like ah, th- th- our culture is real tricky with About, this word, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but like, you know, but by being being extra respectful to them, like going over the top that you're learning a lot of great things about yourself, how to control yourself, what's bullshit, you know, because if you make the decision that like this guy says that I'm going to do it and you suddenly can't, you're like, oh, what's wrong with me? Why right. Why am I having this resistance, you know? And, and I used to say, you know, when you, you pick a teacher and I picked several teachers in my life. Um, you're willing basically to eat their shit, right? So like yeah. whatever crap they shit out, you're going to eat it up. And then later, if you don't want to do – like when you separate yourself from that practice, you can pick out what was good and what was bad about right. that. But when you're but in the learning in the stage – Right, right, right. Because if you're doing it in the moment, what's happening is you're always screwing yourself. You're not going to take in any new material that you don't understand beyond. So in the moment, you can only make the judgments that you've made your entire life. So if you want to change and develop as a person, you need to in the moment do exactly what they say because that's what you said you were going to do. And if, then later you sort that right, shit out. If go, Mr. Miyagi's yeah. telling you wax on, wax off, you wax on, you wax, wax, on, wax on, on, wax that's off. Exactly right. There's a reason Mr. Miyagi right. wanted you to do that. And then later you'll find out block. I block you right. down here. <laughs> block you up here. Exactly. Kick you here. There's a reason right. for that stuff. It's not noticeable until you need it. But if you think someone has a skill set or something that you want, you should be willing to pay respect, quite literally. For that, you know, right. and and you do that for as long as you're learning from them. And it's all, I mean, I think we're it's, this is difficult because we're using the word respect to try and define respect in some ways because I feel like um, it's in a, it's all a negotiation. What are you willing to do for this person? And they might consider it a necessary respect that you need to pay them, and you might consider it that's way beyond respect. And, uh, that's yeah. licking your boots, you know, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And so it's like. Mm-hmm. You know, we all have our own definitions of what that is. And so you have to decide what are you, what shit are you willing to take for what you want? Mm-hmm. You know? Well, and this I think goes back to my point in the very beginning, which is why I made it in the beginning is mm-hmm. like respect yourself and yes. the thing you're doing enough to be able to make those decisions and have that conversation, right? Um, yes. So you are not respecting yourself if you just go in and and lick the dude's boots and are like a doormat and you're not getting anything out of it. Like he's not really – he's – they're not holding up the other end of the bargain, which is teaching you something. Mm-hmm. You're just there and getting shit on and uh, at the end of the day you have nothing to show for it. So that's not – respecting yourself or the thing you're trying to do um on the flip side you know if you go in there and he's telling you to do something and you've already heard something else so you're like "Ah, what i know is better than this you're also not respecting yourself or the thing that you're trying to do you know so i think yeah you have to have those conversations and and all that can't be done in instant that's the important thing to understand you know you can't in an instant decide why that's too far or why that's not i mean you know 
we all have our extreme limits, you know, like commit suicide right now. Well, that's, that's a little too far for me. Right. But, um, but especially when I was desperately looking for good teachers, I was ravenous, you know, and I think being that way allowed me to get a lot of good stuff. Now there's some crap I took for that, but later I could suss that out and I could go, Oh, okay, well this is not important for me. And that was, but in the moment I couldn't make those decisions because there's lots of things I was asked to do by teachers that I was like, I don't know if this is cool or not. Um, but it's like, I made this commitment. I'm doing this, you know, and and you've got to protect yourself. You got to take care of yourself, but within some kind of reasonable bounds, um, you're willing to take a lot of new stuff. You're trying to grow as a person and that you growing as a person will require you going outside of your comfortable zone. If you don't go outside your comfortable zone, you'll never get better. Yeah. I think we talked about this when we were talking about um, committing yourself to picking a dojo and trying it for a while. You know, do all your thinking, do all your consideration, do all your comparisons if you're picking a dojo. Do that all beforehand. Try some out. And then once you decide that this is good, this is the right one for me, then stop questioning it. You know, there are no more questions for the next whatever. You set yourself a year. Don't question it for a year, you know, Um, until you've finally kind of started along that path and gotten the full, you know, if it's the wax on, wax off, you know, wait until you've waxed on and waxed off for a while. And then Mr. Miyagi shows you, oh, those are blocks. Oh, okay. You know, give it that time and don't question it at all through that. And you're, you're essentially laying your person, your, yourself at that person's feet, but you got to do that. Right. Also be aware. And there's the other extreme that I've been a part of a few times and it's weird, which is you've decided what kind of respect you should give someone right, right, and right. they haven't decided <laughs> right, that, you right, know, right. so you're, you're, they're cleaning their car before, when they wake up every morning, you know, and it's like, dude, I don't want you cleaning my car. You know what I mean? That's like, it's, the, uh, so that I also, I have, a, I personally have a problem with that. Cause like, you know, I have a problem, like I know more stuff than other people probably about Aikido. So, like, I feel like as an instructor, I can do that. But um, that doesn't make me somehow better than you. So you don't have to, like, grovel to me. Like, and I would rather you not, like, don't, you know. It makes me feel uncomfortable, you know. Like, (laughs) I'll sweep the mat when I'm done. It's fine. Thank you for offering, but I can do these things, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, stuff like, uh, you know, extending courtesies like calling an instructor sensei. And, I mean, there's all kinds of things like this that are just normal yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, But, you know, I, I've been party of a couple weird things <laughs> where it's just like, it's like, man, that's too much. Yeah. Did anyone yeah. ask you to do right, that? Right, because right. that's what you, you're doing is weird. And see, that's another thing about paying attention. It's like, how does this person take right. what you just did right. for them? You know, if right. you offer to clean, you know, oh, sensei, I can clean your car. And he's like... No, 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 please don't I like do to that. My own right, car. Right, right, right. right. Then then take the no, no, please don't do that and don't do it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. It's I mean, hard. It's... I remember having that with folding my hakama. You know, I remember telling oh, several yeah. people, like, I'll fold my own hakama. Like, I, I like my hakama the way I like right. my hakama, you know? And, and at times being like, <laughs> well, maybe you need to learn to fold a hakama so you can fold mine as part of your practice. But right. but generally, I fold my own hakama, you right. know? Like, yeah. Um, and so understand, like, you know, I look at myself as a very blue collar. No pun intended. Uh, Aikido instructor. Um, and it's like, you know, I'm working class just like you and I'm here trying to figure right. this stuff out just like right. you. And so, like, it makes me uncomfortable when you do too many crazy things, right. you know? Yeah. How is it for you when you come in contact with other, other you know, uh, instructors, other senseis, other people who have their own dojos who have very different ideas of what that respect looks like? I try to play it a little sharper, like... You know, I think I think there's what I believe is my standard. Then there's maybe what's the standard of everyone else, and then there's maybe like what's maybe just on the edge of like, well, that's you you're being very reverent. Um, and so then if I hit that mark, then if they are real casual like me, then I can pretty quickly tell the way they address me back that it's like, okay, I'm being a little bit over the top. Um, if they are way crazier than I think, like they're way more vigilant than I would think, then I've only kind of low hit that bar. You know, right, like right. my me going just a little bit crazy, then it's like, and I can tell like, oh, this guy wants more. Okay, okay then we'll push right. it a little further, you know. Um, but, you know, that... that you should always be respectable. And to me, you should always treat, so I don't know, I guess it depends on how different people. I always treat anyone I encounter um, as being my rank or above. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah, knowing yeah. as much about Aikido as yeah. I do or above. Right. Um, and so that way when I meet new people, it's just we just immediately start having a, a really easy uh, interaction because like I'm not trying to play down to them or I'm not trying, you know, it's just like, oh, yeah, you know, you're great. You know about right. Aikido. Let's talk about right. it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, and I think that is an important thing. Part, and you sort of 
like talked about it a little bit of like the way I feel, and this is why our dojo I think plays the respect angle plays out as it does. Uh, I feel like we're all there for the same purpose, which is like to hash things out and find out new things. So um, while I am the instructor, uh, it's mostly because I have more experience and have done it a fairly bit longer than uh, everyone else. But it doesn't mean that those people aren't maybe have an idea that's going to click something in my mind, you know? Right. Absolutely. Um, So like if I'm not you know, if I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm the instructor, this is the way we do it every time, blah, 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 down the line, and you better fall in line or get out. Um, I feel like that does a disservice to the overall art of the, the, the thing that we're trying to do, you know, because I'm trying to figure out as much as anyone else. And um, that involves being open to the interplay between us. Right. I, uh, I'll leave names out of this. But um, so uh, I know a, a an instructor who uh, came back from Japan, and when he started teaching, he thought that all the Americans should act just like the people act in Japan, and <laughs> and like was shocked and pissed that no one was giving him the respect that he deserved, you know. And it's like this is a different culture, man. They right. they just don't know, and so if you want them to know, you're going to have to inform them if that's the way you want to be treated. But but think of being an American, which he was, and and think of how Americans treat each other, and are they being respectful or not? Because they are being respectful. It's just it's a different style of respect, you know. And so respect, yeah. so respect means having the kind of reaction, uh, like having an interaction that is. Uh, feeling appreciated right right? so like you know being appreciated and so like if you're making someone feel appreciated it doesn't really matter the specifics it matters that they feel appreciated you know and to me you know stuff like um paying uh to do uh that's a form of respect right that you're willing to pay me to do this um that you're willing to show up you know every day uh, on a consistent basis to learn and that you're willing to listen to what i have to you know so just sort of some of it is by the very basis of you showing up. I need to also pay respect to you as the student. Sure, know? sure. And I think the um, both of those, the ones that you that you named right now, are also showing respect to yourself. You know, the showing up thing. I mean, I think that goes without saying. Like, respect yourself enough to show up to this thing that you've paid for and that you've dedicated yourself to, um, so that you can get better at it because you said you wanted to. Um, and then the thing with paying, also, um, you know. You paid for this. You've already told yourself this thing has value to you, um, you know. Because if you just wanted it, went to something for free. Oh, it's free. I'm whatever, you know. I low commitment or whatever. But you've already paid, you know. Mm-hmm. So clearly, you think this is worth something, mm-hmm. you know. So show, show up, up, you know, right. and show up and and be there mentally and not just right. physically, you know. And as an instructor, if someone pays and they don't show up, well, that's cool. Uh, you know, I mean, it's fine. I get you get paid. That's cool. I mean, it make it means I can you can run the business, but it kind of sucks. Yeah, you know, like it sucks to not have because students it's there. look. Yeah. I would rather the flip side happen if it, you could make it happen, which is like have students they don't pay. Now you have to make a living, so they have to pay something. But that would be the better of those two scenarios. I would rather have you know a full class of people who you know didn't pay or didn't pay as much than. Uh, nobody in class, but everybody's paying me, you know, a hundred dollars a month yeah. or whatever. Yeah, that's the opposite of the uh, current gym gym uh, Right, right. No, um, that's a hundred percent. But right. it's like you know, having a bunch of engaged, excited students in class uh, looks good to new people coming in too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it makes everyone, it makes the community better. So you know, uh, in most situations, concessions can be made if you're not able to. Um, to pay, but 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 yeah, pay with the respect of right, coming right. regularly. You know, um, I have an, another interesting kind of question um, that I'm sure we all have personal experience with. Um, when you have a relationship with a teacher, or you know, an outside relationship with someone who runs a dojo, or is a teacher, or even just a, uh, another student, um, how do you make sure that you? pay them the appropriate respect and treat them the appropriate way on the mat, you know, not, oh, hey, man, what's up, you know, to the teacher on the mat when you're supposed to be training, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, how do you make sure that you do that correctly, keep those worlds apart? Yeah. I mean, so, and this is kind of, we kind of touched on this, but it's really tricky when it's another culture because there are things that you might not know are appropriate or inappropriate in that culture. Um, So number one is observation. How is everyone else treating that instructor? Number two is go in with a little higher 
um, level of respect than you might think, a little more formality than maybe you think's uh, necessary, you know? So like, you know, definitely you're going to call them sensei. Definitely you're going to bow to them. Definitely you're going to ask questions in a reverent manner, right? So never just like, hey, uh, sensei Bill, could you teach me to do this thing? You know, like it's always, oh, excuse me, sensei, uh, I don't, I'm having a hard time understanding this. Could you explain, you know, like whatever it is, like that's the way you're going to do. And then then you can work with it from there. So, you know, if that, if you're paying attention, if you're looking at other people and that what you just said was a little lax, then pick it up to their level. If what you said was really formal, drop it down just a hair and see if it gets more comfortable, you know, like, but that's what you're doing. It's always a process of poking going, how am I making this person feel appreciated? Because they should, because they're giving me something. How was it, um, Josh, when you started, you know, and obviously you've known Chris for way longer than you've done Aikido together. I made him do push-ups in the rain for six months before I let him in the door. <laughs> and then I kicked him and told him he was a dog face. Said, you, you're too blonde. <laughs> you, and you're too fat, fat man. <laughs> that was a Fight Club reference for anyone who hasn't seen that. If you haven't seen Fight Club, come on. Come on. Um, no, I mean, I think for me it was like, uh, A, I didn't know anything. So I went in like just being like, I don't know anything. So whatever he says is going to go um, because that's just what it, because I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even know what, where to begin to do anything. Um, and, you know, and there were other people there sort of at the beginning too who had studied for a while and kind of I could watch and see what was happening. Um but it, you know, and especially at the very beginning, class sizes were smaller. So I think things were a little bit, in, in one way, a little bit more lax. But in another way, um, a little, like, a little bit more formal um, just because it was so small. More eyes on you. You know, right. Um, Do you feel like so, it was difficult to call him sensei or to, you know, not no, treat him no, like a no, friend no, on the mat? No, like, no, 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 I don't think that was a problem i mean at all it was like once you bow and you're on the mat you're doing what he's telling you to do you know yeah it's funny too like i really feel it's funny how you said like it's kind of more formal in some ways and less formal in other ways like um i felt like because classes were smaller and it was a smaller group i held a little more tight to the formality of how we bowed in and right, out right. and a little more crisp and stuff like that but then at the same time, like, I feel in lots of ways it was more lax because it was just a really small group of people. I mean, that that, that dojo was never more than six people, right. you know? And so it was like also to get to the matter, like, let's just start talking right away. Right, and, right. and the respect was you getting smashed into the wall over and over and not crying. Right, you know right. I mean? That was the respect. It's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. he's or up and ready to go again. Like, you yeah, know, yeah. like he's, he's not bitching yeah. about anything. He's ready to go. So like that was the respect I felt needed to be paid at that time. Yeah. Um, and then now, like in some ways, we're a little more relaxed about the the true formalities, but there's more of them and there's right. more there's a more distance between people for a little longer now. You know, meaning yeah, yeah. it takes a while before you're in the good graces. You know, like I don't know. Good is that graces. weird yeah, what yeah. I mean? But like Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I'm saying is like, you know, we're not going to become friends right away when you join the dojo because there's a I don't know what you're going to do. I don't know how you act. I don't I, I don't have time. There's a bunch of things to organize. So I don't we're not going to get to be super good friends right away. Whereas in the garage, there's six of us. Right. So like if you come for a month, you, you just became a friend. Right. I mean, because you're here sweating and right. bleeding just like for the rest six of us, hours you know? every day or whatever, yeah. you know, however exactly long right. it was, four hours. Um, yeah. But I, think- I didn't feel like there was, you know, I felt like. You know, the beginning, like before class started and after class uh, was over, there was time when we would do like the there would be the the friend hey chatting it up whatever. But once class started and till the end of class, we were doing what we needed to do. You know. Yeah. Um, I think that's something that some people have a, a difficult time with, um, and I know that like I haven't had a super hard time with that with different different friends and situations and stuff. But I think. Um, it is difficult for some people to kind of, kind of draw those boundaries and, you know, even just from off the mat, on the mat, you know, there's not really any difference aside from that boundary that you draw in your head. Now it's time to call him sensei. I remember uh, dating this girl and, um, uh, she asked me to teach her martial arts and I'm a martial arts teacher. So I was like, okay. And so (laughs) while I taught her, like it's business. That's it's martial arts. We're doing martial arts. Right. So what we're doing, and I remember after she's like, "It's funny, you know, you didn't make any like moves. You didn't." And I was like, <laughs> yeah, why, "Why would I? Would I? We're That's doing weird. martial right. arts, like <laughs> right, right. by God, woman, right. <laughs> not a heathen." <laughs> That's you know? for afterward, right? <laughs> no, but, I, but I do think that's a a legitimate 
thing and something to be aware of that like when you're on the mat it's it's mat time so right you know if, right. like you know and this happens sometimes but usually you know once the the bow starts it's done but you know we'll be standing on the mat talking about like oh whatever craziness happened the night before or whatever um and i think that's fine knowing that when once you start class you, you start, start class. class once the clap happens and we we all get down in 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 Ceza and and start that that all is put away right and that's that's respect to the art you know that's respect yes. to the system you're studying like don't don't let it become a social club when you're teaching class you know? and i think that's like i feel like you could take that the wrong way and think oh my gosh that means no laughing on the mat no talking no socializing you know what i mean yeah. like when i bow to someone um that i know you know i'm like oh you know oh hey ted how was your weekend you know when we bow to each other so it doesn't have to be like you know business only no no smiles no laughs right. no whatever but it's not but you're not going to get carried away in a conversation right. about something that's not what you're doing right now it's not going to ever be to the detriment of what's going on around us what we're Anyone training else's training right all right. that stuff right Okay, guys, we're at 50 minutes. Oh, oh wow. No, we, just, we just got to chat. Talk and talk and talk. It's funny because 14 minutes in, I looked over and I was like, I think right. we just said everything about respect. And then, and then the rest of it just kind of flew by. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, uh, uh, speaking of um, respect here. Let's pay some uh, respects to We'd our... like to give some respects to some, uh, some of our patrons. And then also, I would like to uh, make my best effort at this. This uh, episode was suggested by Brooke. Ferragamo. Did I say it right? It looks right. Look, I'm dyslexic and I can't read. And so when there's more than like four letters in a name, I'm confused. That is how I would okay. pronounce you got it. it. Ferragamo. You so I got it. I got it. If I didn't, Brooke, send me an email right. and I'll apologize. <laughs> um, but it, but it is, it is. I appreciate the respect you give to the podcast and listening and would like to extend the same courtesy to you um, by getting your name correct. So I'm sorry. I, I messed that up. Um, so thank you also to our podcast uh, Patreon patrons. Um, they are Rob Kitson, John Smith, Jim Sullivan, Lenny Acuna, Urbano, Matt Riley, Warwick Dean, and Grant Templin. Thank you thank so much. Thank you very, much. very much, we guys. We really, yeah. really appreciate and, and you. And everyone else should say thank you as well because those guys help yeah. us uh, stay on the air. So it's super appreciated. Thank you very, very much. Yes, absolutely. Um, Tip of the day. A tip of the Ooh. day. Tip of the week. Yeah, Maya. Well, you look at me like, she looked at me like, <laughs> oh, shit, time. I don't oh, have oh, one. Oh, God. Do you have something to say? You have things to say. Say something. <laughs> Um, I mean, I, I would say think about what your definition of respect is um, and maybe how that matches up with the dojo that you've chosen. Um, and if it doesn't quite match up, maybe how you can negotiate that and make sure that the other people around you feel as respected as you want them to feel and that you feel respected like you want to. Right. Yeah, and I and mean. show the art and yourself the utmost respect because that's what you're there to do is to make yourself better and to study the art that we've all lo- know and love. Right. Um, there is... And are disgusted by. Yes. Disgusted. It's all, it's all tongue in cheek, you know? <laughs> um, okay, so the next podcast... Oh, oh, we got another one. Um, Very good. This was another suggestion that came through, yeah? Yeah. From Urbano, it looks yeah, like? Yeah, from Urbano. I'm um, sorry, I'm skimming it really quick, and my reading skills suck. Um, Was this the one about uh, Saburi? Oh, yeah, Saburi. All right, good. Thank you, Josh. Um, yeah, so this is from Urbano, and he wants to know about Saburi and if you should be hitting stuff and what you should be hitting and what if you got to train indoors because you can't do- go outdoors because it's snowy and miserable, and what do you do? And I've got all kinds of great things to say about this because awesome. uh, I spent a lot of time worrying about this problem myself. Yeah. So that's Urbano's uh, topic, and that's what we're going to do next week. So Saburi, um, which is practice swings uh, in, in Aikido. Usually and, with weapons. Yeah, with weapons. Yep, that's important stuff. Um also, I want to, man, I want to, I want to talk about so many things right now, but, uh, but, you know, there's a burr under my saddle right now with the talk of Marshall, and so, so I do want to hit that in the very near future, right. so we'll probably we'll come be back talking about Marshall the Marshall. Too long. Okay. Um, yeah, but that's it. All, All right. right. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you so much, guys. Until next week. Until next week.